We do not claim any rights to any audio clips taken from other media used in our podcast. These belong to the studios and creators that made the characters and stories portrayed in the clip, and we have only used these clips for entertainment and reference purposes. So we had another parent moment, Hannah. Another parent moment. Exactly. Polly want a pork rind? Polly want a pork rind. <laughs> <laughs> Hey there, everyone. This is Rebecca. I'm the mom. And I'm her daughter, Hannibelle. All right. We are recording at a different time today, guys. It is Saturday morning, which is our, I guess, our backup recording it's day. It's our usual backup recording day because yeah. I don't work on Saturdays. I School isn't in session on Saturday. So Weird. So I have Saturdays off. So our normal Wednesday recording this week, I took Daniel and Abigail grocery shopping. Yes. And, and that was entertaining. Abigail, taking Abigail places yeah. is a lot. Like, it was I love so her. fun. It's very entertaining. It's a <laughs> lot. <laughs> it was a blast because she, her apartment on campus was getting a little low and Daniel's mm-hmm. apartment here in town was getting a little low in his cabinets too. So I'm like, all right, kids, let's go shopping. Group shopping trip. So Mama Bear took them and filled their fridges and pantries. It was fun. Like a good mom. But I came home from that and I'm just like, no, Hannah, I just can't. I'm sorry. No, there's no energy after that. <laughs> nope, not at all. You have to all. send it all with Abigail going back to school. <laughs> and so we're finally at Saturday getting it together and getting our episode recorded. Yeah, we've been sitting here for an hour and 45 minutes. We haven't been sitting here for an hour and 45 minutes. Okay, we've been together minutes. for an hour and 45 minutes. We went to the store and got donuts and we made yeah. eggs. We have a healthy breakfast, guys. Donuts and eggs. And now we have snacks surrounding us. Right. Ready for break. <laughs> so if we sound a little tired, we're sorry. It's morning and our morning voices are just not as perky as our evening voices. I haven't had as much caffeine as I normally have had by the time we right. record. I've had one thing of iced tea. That's it. I haven't even finished my Big Mountain Dew. Anywho. <laughs> so today we are talking about a competitive edge. 90210 Season 2, Episode 20. Yes. And now, there are quite a bit of writers on this yeah, episode. Yeah, there was, there was a bit of confusion for us when we were checking out IMDb on this one. Let me get myself together. Because Darren Starr is always listed as the Obviously. creator of the show, and so he's always listed under the writers. Yeah. But then they had, like, a bunch of other people. Yeah, they had two people down for the teleplay and then somebody else down for the story by. And there were other people who they also listed editors. Yes. Which they don't always do that. No, this one had a lot of information on it. So it said Charles Rosen as Robert Swanson for the teleplay. As Robert Swanson? Does he have a pen name? That's what I'm wondering. But now we know if we see Robert Swanson on any other episodes, it might just be Charles. Is it weird that I kind of want to send him a DM on Twitter and see if... Like... What is, yeah. what's, what's that about? Like, what's is that a pen name? Did you just feel like putting a different name down for once or? He probably wouldn't respond though. You probably know. not. I'll ignore that. And then it's also says Jonathan Roberts, which we've seen him before. Yes, we've seen he his name He also was listed as teleplay. Yes. And then they also had the story by. Yeah. Douglas Brooks West. Yeah. So there were like four different people. 
So a lot of people were involved in making this story, which I can see why there's a lot to this. Yes. They need a lot of brains to come together for this one. And also because there's a lot of details about this yeah. topic that they wanted, I'm sure they wanted to make sure they got it right. Yeah, you want it to be accurate when you're talking about such important topics. Exactly. And there were a couple different story plots here that both had things that if you don't discuss correctly... There could be misunderstandings. Yeah. 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 So let's get started on this. Hannibal, can I have the Back to the Peach Pit description? Brandon and Steve join the West Beverly track team and quickly discover the peer pressure amongst athletes and the dangers of steroid use. Short and to the point. I like that. Before we get started here, we're going to talk about everything as just one big storyline. Yeah. Even though there are two separate storylines. There is. There's a little bit of a thing going on with Brenda. It's a decent amount of a thing. It is. It's a decent amount of a thing. But, but it just feels right to us to talk about it all at once. Yeah. Also, I kind of secretly don't want to just talk about the Brenda stuff by itself because it's a little too heavy. It's really heavy. I need Brenda stuff to kind of lighten the mood. Balance it out. Throughout so that we're not just like depressed by the end of the <laughs> segment. We don't want that. No. We sound tired enough. We don't need to add depressed to that. No, we don't. So it starts off at school and you see all these different track events happening. Uh, you know, long jump and hurdles. But they and put them all into like and... this weird, like slow motion. Yeah. And with like the dramatic grunts and everything too. <laughs> I was a little weirded out by the intro. It was pretty funny. It, it was really funny. So apparently it's the first day of track practice. Yes. And the coach is being interviewed by Brandon for the paper. And then the coach kind of walks off. And that's when Steve runs up to Brandon after the coach walks off, worried about, you know, is he going to get cut from the relay team? What did the coach say about me? I can't get cut from another team. And I was like, well, poor Steve. Poor buddy. He's just not an athlete. And so then now we have Brandon and Steve walking along the field together. And this is where last week's teaser happened. Yes. Where it starts off because Steve is saying to Brandon, you know, I don't know what she sees in that guy. Because I look over and they see Kyle talking to Donna and Kelly. Yes, Kyle from way back earlier in season two, back in yeah. summertime. That was the boy that Kelly was into for a while. Mm -hmm. But he, you know, then came out to her and he's gay. Yeah. But he's still in the closet to everybody else. Yeah. So they've just maintained this really, like, sweet friendship. And we really don't talk much about Kelly throughout this, no. throughout our notes of watching today. But... I did think it was really sweet showing that friendship is still there. Yeah. And that Kelly is being respectful of their friendship and not telling anyone about his secret. Not even Donna. Even Ooh. Donna mentions that, I thought you guys were going to be the next cute school couple. And she's like, no, we're just good friends. I love that. That's so sweet of her. Because that shows a lot of Kelly's character right there. A lot of how her character has grown. Yes. Because and when I say character, Kelly, I'm not meaning like, like, TV show character, but like character, her heart, personal, her character. personal character. Yeah. I thought it really showed a lot of that. It really did. That she cares enough about this guy and his friendship to not let anyone know. Because can you imagine if she'd ever accidentally let it slip to Steve and now they're on the same track team? It wouldn't be a good situation for no, Kyle. it really wouldn't. And so Kyle can choose how to progress with this part of his life on his own. Yeah, without the pressure of, is everyone at school going to find out? Yeah, exactly. So then the scene changes over and we see Cindy and Brenda in a car. And Cindy is hanging on for dear life. And we all know what that handle that's up yes. above your head is called. We're, we're going to call it the oh no handle. The oh no handle. Because we are oh rated. Or shoot. Shoot. I, I would 
I would mess up and say that wrong, I'm afraid, the way we say it in a regular life. Fair. So let's call it the oh no handle. The oh no handle. We all know what the no stands for. Yes. <laughs> Bad word here. We are a clean oh, podcast. Oh poop. The oh poop handle. <laughs> Cindy is grabbing that oh poop handle so tight. She is not letting it go. They're going, <laughs> they're going straight down the road. <laughs> they're at like a stoplight and she's just hanging on. Can't not keep moving, a hold of that. hanging on for dear life. So as she's holding on to that, Brenda is going on and on about what a safe driver she is. But then she rants. She's like yelling at another driver as she yeah, does this. It's pretty funny. It's okay, honey. It's green light. Oh, yeah. So anyway, what were we talking about? Uh, what a safe and sane driver you are. Oh, exactly. I mean, so what if I didn't pass my test the first time or the third time? What matters is that I have my license now. And it really bothers me that Brandon won't let me drive his car, and that he's still teasing me about my driving. So I would like for you and Dad to tell him to stop. I'll talk to him about it. Uh, uh, don't you want to turn here? Why? Uh, we live on that street. Cindy, girl, I feel oh, it. Cindy. I do not miss the days of teaching my kids to drive. I don't miss it either. We didn't mesh well when it came to you teaching me to drive. Sweetie. Can I be honest with you as I reach over and awkwardly put my arm on your arm? <laughs> yes. You were very much like Brenda when you started driving. No, I was fine. Sweetie. <laughs> you terrified everyone. And then, do you know what finally happened? You decided to find your groove. You drive like a grandma. Yes. The old granny hands very, very carefully at 10 and 2 at all times. Yes. And from that point on... I still do that. I know you do. It's adorable. I'll drive the work vans. And mm -hmm. because we have big 15-passenger vans to take kids places on field trips. Yeah. And this summer, we'd go on field trips. And everyone would pass me on the way to the lake. And then they'd get there before me. And I would get there, like, minutes after them. I'd still be in the caravan. But then they would tease me about how I drove like a grandma. You go exactly speed limits. Exactly speed Sometimes limits. under occasionally I drift under, but then I try to keep it at speed limit. Yeah. Not at all above. But when you first started... It was a little bit... I was holding the O-poop handle at all times. You had your, your um, imaginary chicken break. Oh, man. If I had a break on my side of the car, I would have stopped so many times. She straight up would be sitting in the passenger seat <laughs> and would put out her foot like she had a chicken break there. And I'm like... I wish I did. There's no break. You wouldn't have to put your foot out, but I'd see it out of the corner of my eye and I would just see the foot. It was I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I'm like, ah, <laughs> you should be slowing down by now. So we get it, Cindy. We get it, Cindy. Teaching Abigail to drive was what? was a different kind of a challenge. Different kind of crazy. Um, different kind of scary. Different kind of scary. Anytime you're you're entrusting your life in the hands of somebody who doesn't entirely know what they're doing. Yeah, they're kind of new to this. Abigail's problem was she was a little overly confident at first. The Taco Bell drive-thru. Until the Taco Bell <laughs> drive-thru happened. From that day on, her confidence level was a little more, I don't think I can do this. So I got to tell the story. She's going to oh kill me, but she doesn't listen. She said it very clearly on our podcast on a midterm. I don't listen to podcasts. She can't handle listen to podcasts, so I can talk about her. and She'll never know unless we tell her. Guys, <laughs> we are entering a pact here. Nobody tell Abigail what I'm about to tell you, Okay. <laughs> So it was about a year after Abigail got her license, 
She had this cute little gray car that she loved. She worked very hard for her, paid for it herself. She still misses Charlotte. She does. She misses Charlotte. Charlotte's the car car that she crashed. Yes. She was in the Taco Bell drive-thru because she had finished cheer practice and had to go work at this ice cream place where she was working in the evenings. Mm-hmm. And she realized they were taking way too long and she was going to be late to work. There was nobody behind her in line, so she'll just back up out of the driveway and run inside, get her food. It'll be faster, right? Unfortunately, she didn't have it down of which direction to turn the wheel when you're going backwards, turning a corner. And she didn't. And she slammed on the gas and bumped the curb. And at first she was like, oh, I just have to press the gas harder. And she ended up jumping up over the curb in a very small car. It was a Pontiac G6. Yeah, so it was They're a not tiny small. little car. So she was like high-centered on this with her back tire in the rocks of the landscaping yeah. spinning out. People around were, who saw it, one lady was just laughing and taking pictures of her. Yes. If that person ever hears this, please send me the pictures. I would love them. Please, but also, you're mean. You're mean. She was, like, crying and freaking out. So, she's in now her... She's still in her, like, spandex her and tank top from cheer practice. And some dude who was probably, like, mid-20s. Now, keep in mind, this was the beginning of her senior year. She was only 17 at the time. Mm-hmm. So, some dude, probably mid-20s in some big truck, because it's Montana. There's trucks everywhere. Yeah. He starts flirting with her and... I'll tow your car out. And so she's like, he pulls her car out. He's like, you want to go get a drink later? She's like, I'm 17. I'm only 17. Ask me again in five years. <laughs> and he's like, oh, bye. Oh, okay. <laughs> he just had this like, ooh, I'm going to rescue a cute girl. And then she's like, I'm 17. And he's like, uh, uh. back out of this encounter immediately. <laughs> it was hilarious. So Cindy, girl, I feel it. Oh, goodness. Learning to drive is rough. It really is. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's rough on parents. Uh. All right. So enough laughing about that. Like we said, Brenda's stuff is our comic relief throughout the heaviness of it the episode. It really is. So back at the guy's locker room on campus, and the team is ganging up on Brandon. They're giving him a wedgie as payback for the stuff he wrote about them during football season. Which they were losing constantly during football season. What was yeah. he supposed to write? He was writing the truth, but apparently they are taking it out on him. Yes, and so he's trying to like laugh it off and back up, and they literally like mm. surround him, and he like disappears down for a minute. Well, just before that happens, Steve comes joining in. And you think he's going to rescue Brandon. Yeah, then he's like, guys, 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 on three. Wedgie. 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 And so they surround Brandon, and then this clip starts with everyone kind of dispersing away from Brandon. And After Brandon's... giving him a wedgie. The coach comes up and breaks things up. Yes. All right, people, you know the drill. Shower up, towel off, and go home. <laughs> Brandon, you all right? Yeah, I'm riding a little high, but yeah. I think I'll live to write about it. Write about it? Didn't you learn your lesson, Walsh? You're a funny guy, Miller. Hey, come on, I'm a jock. Can't think I can outskate, outshoot, and probably outrun. I don't know, Walsh, you know what they say, those who can do and those who can't, write about it. So I walked into Chapman's office and asked him if he was serious about letting me try out. He said yes. So we went out to the track and he timed me. He's got me down for the 440 relay. Way to go. Now you'll be writing about sports from the inside. I don't know, Audrey. I don't think I should. Why not? It wouldn't be ethical. 
course it is. Look at Tim Green. He plays for the Atlanta Falcons, and he's a sports commentator on National Public Radio. Yeah, between working at the pit and in the newspaper and a full class load, someone's got to get. So what you're saying is you don't want to write for the paper anymore? I just don't know if I'm cut out to be a reporter anymore. What are you talking about, Brandon? You're an excellent reporter. But I don't like doing it. I don't like going up to a guy after he's just blown the big game and ask him how he feels. Or coming up with a new way to say they lost again. I'm a good athlete. I want a chance to prove it. Okay, okay, I get the picture. Jock. Good free agent you. Thanks, Andrea. You know, Griffin could probably write my column. Or maybe I'll start writing sports. You in a locker room? I can't picture it. I can. So I feel like there's a lot with Andrea that they haven't been acknowledging. They've uh-huh. been throwing it in there, but they haven't been acknowledging it. Like the way she says, I could. Or the you free agent, you. Yeah. And like just the way she's interacting with him, it feels like it's a little bit more flirty than normal. It's not just like surface flirty, but it's like, I'm going to use an example from your teenage years. Oh. That reminds me a lot of this. Okay. I will not name names just to protect the not so innocent. There was a certain young man in your teenage days, after the jerk, but before your husband. Oh, yes. That you were head over heels for him. Yes. There's no way he could have not known it. For a very long time, you were... He acted like he didn't know it. I was extremely obvious about it. Like Andrea's being... Much like Andrea is. Everyone around was saying things to him like, man, she's in love with you. Why are you, you know, why do you treat her like that? And he's like, oh, no, we're just friends. We're just friends. She's like a sister to me. You got sister zoned so hard by this guy. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of what Brandon is doing to Andrea. She has stepped up this, it's not just a surface floor, but it's like a, you were really important to me and I really want a relationship with you. Exactly. It's intentional. Yes. And her her language, her body language, how she looks at him, how she treats well, him. Yeah, and I'm even talking about things like they'd never acknowledged in Walsh Family Christmas the greeting kiss on the lips. Think about that person from your past. Yeah. How he would greet you and treat you and it yeah. would make you feel like there's something here. He really cares about me. But he didn't. Yeah. And I don't think that's what Brandon is necessarily doing. I think Brandon may be... Either genuinely ignorant. I don't think he's dense. I don't think he's ignorant. Th- Later on in this episode, we have proof of that. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. All right. So Brandon's not going to write for the paper anymore. Yeah, he's apparently quitting the paper. And Andrea's just kind of letting him do that. Letting him go I do his thing. I think she knows he'll be back. It's just a temporary mm-hmm. thing. He just wants to be one of the guys. Yeah. But then he's like, oh, she tells him that he was a great reporter and he says he wants to try to be a good athlete she calls him a jock (laughs) it's just a very interesting dynamic there very interesting so at the walsh house brenda is talking to her parents about being allowed to drive brandon's car so in light of the fact that i'm fully prepared to pay for all my expenses i propose that i be allowed to drive brandon's car whenever he's not using it i think that's fair right dad well i great then it's settled you guys can tell Brad as soon as he gets home. Well, sounds like a reasonable request. 
That's because you've never driven with her. Cindy. All I'm saying is, honey, you might want to take a little spin around the block before you agree to anything. Honey, she'll never get the confidence to be a good driver if she doesn't think we trust her. So, Brandon, um, Mom, Dad, and I have decided that when you're not using your car, I should be allowed to use it. Okay. Now, before you give me your answer, did you say okay? Yeah, I mean, as long as you pay for repairs and I don't have to ride with you, why should I care? <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. So immediately after that clip, <laughs> Brenda goes into, oh, I'm going to call Donna. No, nope. Kelly. Kelly. Oh, I'm going to call Dylan. Dylan. And she like just is so excited. She just has to call somebody and tell them that she's allowed to drive Brandon's car. It was super cute. It was really cute. And I loved how quick Brandon was genuinely. Like, to yeah, just, that's fine. Yeah. As long as you're paying for stuff. She had this whole spiel, this whole like thing. She was ready to present all of her reasons. And then just, yeah, okay. As a person who tends to overthink things, that is sometimes it frustrating. It throws you. <laughs> it throws you off a little bit because you're like, I had this whole thing planned and I'm going to present this to you. Wait, you already said yes? I don't have to convince you? But I came up with all these points. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious to see it, it happen. It's funny. Cindy's telling Jim, like, you should ride with her before you just agree to this. Has Jim never gone driving with her? I'm guessing not from the Ever? sound of this conversation. How... As a parent, have you ever, have you gotten through this far of your child having their license and you've never gone for a driving lesson with I them? I don't know. It's pathetic. Because I drove with both you and dad when yes. I was learning. And then I made your dad do all the rest of the driving with you. Yes. Well, okay. To be fair, your father was at that time at a job where he was trained to teach grown men who already know how to drive, how to drive a semi truck under that company standards. Yeah. He could teach stubborn grown men how to drive on snowy, icy roads. Everything that I know about how to safely drive on snowy roads came from Dad. Yeah. Not from Driver's Ed. Same. <laughs> driver's Ed gave you nothing no. about pr actual safety tips. Yes. So Things I like made your dad... So I'm going to apologize now if you guys hear this sound. If you remember or if you looked at our social medias on our Fire and Ice posts last week... Where I had my little octopus sitting below yes. a little sign. There was a sign sitting between Hannah and I. I love you with every pizza my heart. It's a leftover sign from Abigail's engagement party. Because we but served pizza. I loved the sign so much. I'm not going to erase the chalkboard. Instead, I've decided just to keep it and hang it up in here. It, it did turn out really cute. I'm really pretty proud of it. For it. I'm pretty proud of my pizza heart. So back at school, Steve is upset that Brandon took his spot on the relay team. Because when Brandon gets on the relay team, he gets the um, the, anchor the second spot. leg. No, he gets the second leg. Oh, the second leg. Anchor is the like you want the anchor spot. That's the last that's one to That's right. That's right. But he ends up starting off with the second slot, which, which was, was Steve's. Steve's. Oof. Ooh. Uh, so that's a little rough on the friendship. A little bit. I can see why Steve was a little bit upset, considering Brandon had just kind of done a whole like, ah, I don't really need to be on an athletic team and. Yeah. He, that's, that's been Brandon's thing for the most part. He's not super big into the team sports. But like he said in that last clip, that he can outrun, outshoot all the stuff to, uh, to Steve. It's true. Remember basketball team yeah, last year? it is very true. Yeah, I mean, they both went out for the team and they both got cut, but Steve got cut much earlier on than Brandon. Yes, he did. <laughs> 
And then while they're still in the locker room, Dylan comes up to Brandon. And he was kind of giving him a hard time about the fact that you joined a sports team. And you you were my on my side. You were my last holdout. And why'd you go against me? And then oh, yeah. he was saying how frustrated he is that he's letting Brenda drive the Stang. Yeah. Because that means that Brenda's going to want to drive Dylan's Porsche. And I love this quote from Dylan. He <laughs> says that... Now she's going to want to drive his Porsche, and the relationship isn't that strong. It was so funny. The relationship is not like, oh, that is testing. Yes. That's a relationship point when you let somebody drive your car. So then we see Brenda driving again, and Dawn is in the front seat. They're in the staying now. Yes. David is in the back seat, and he keeps leaning forward to the front to change the radio. So the lady in the car in front of them is watching them in the mirror, in her rearview mirror. They show her watching the mm-hmm. teenagers. You can see she's, she's paying attention and she almost has that like, aw, kids, be kids, look on her face. And then David says to, to Brenda, the light turned green. And so and she suddenly, quickly like goes because she's thinking, oh, I'm going to be stopping people behind me. Yeah. But the car in front of her didn't go. So she very, it was a very gentle. Like it was a tap. It was a tap. She very gently, like if you did that these days, the airbag wouldn't even go off. Yeah. It was just such a gentle little tap. Brenda and the lady get out and Mm -hmm. people start going around. And the lady's like, oh, don't worry about it, sweetie. There's not even anything on my car. Just a little dent on yours. A little tiny, little tiny, it's barely a scratch on her. On the staying. Yeah. I don't think we even need to bring it up with insurance. No, because, we don't need it. In, no. Because Brenda's like, you know, should we call the police or exchange, exchange insurance? Exchange insurance. That's what I'm told I'm supposed to do in this kind of situation. And the lady's like, oh, no, it's not even bad enough for that. Don't no. worry about it. We'll just exchange phone numbers. And she makes a joke in case one of us ends up in traction. Yes. And it's kind of like that. Oh, ha, ha, oh, ha, ha, ha. Thank you. Whatever. And it kind of gives you that feeling like, okay, so in case this kid goes home and tells her dad this happened, her dad can be like, let me have the phone number. We need to take care of this. Yeah. So the lady's making it sound like it's... She seemed really reasonable. Very reasonable. At this point. So back at the school in the weight room or gym, they called it two different things. Yeah, but it was a weight room. Like what... Not a school gym, but it was like if we went to the gym, right? That's the weight room. Yes. So if I use the terms interchangeably in this episode, sorry. sorry. Nice. <laughs> so the guys are working out, and Brandon's about to use this machine after this bigger jock. Yeah, Miller, and I think. I think that was Miller. Maybe. I don't know. I got their names mixed up because sometimes they would call them last names. Sometimes they would call them first names. Sometimes it'd be first name and last name, or sometimes it'd be nicknames. I can't keep up. I don't speak jock. Big jock dude was just finishing up on a machine and Brandon was about to go over to it. And then he was teasing Brandon about his size. And like he he rubs his head and says, you know, like it's just really very much that demeaning you little thing. Exactly. And Brandon makes a joke about maybe he should use steroids so that he can be a big lug too. Yeah. Big lug like you. And all the guys in the room fall silent and they just stare at Brandon. And then he's kind of just going, what? It's a joke. So Brandon leaves. And then one of the guys comes up to Steve and starts giving him a hard time. And suddenly we find out what's going on a little bit better. Are we being set up here, Sanders? Because if we are, you better come clean right now. What are you talking about? Oh, guess. Tony, he's not with the program. I haven't had a chance to talk to him. Look, Steve. In sports, winning isn't everything. It's the only thing, right? They don't give scholarships for coming in fourth place. 
Tell me something I don't know. So when Beverly kicked our butts this year, the people in this room vowed we had way too much pride to ever let that happen again. And that's when we formed the Power Pack. Kyle, how many seconds you shave off your two miles since you joined the program? At 20. And I'm ahead of my personal best by almost a foot. And we can thank Mother's little helper for that. You guys are doing steroids? That's <laughs> not what you think. This is pure pharmaceutical quality. Controlled doses designed to peak in mid-May for the state relays in Sacramento. And then it's over. Except for the cheering. There's some real risk with that stuff. You talking about side effects? Look, man, we're not about to take those kinds of chances. And if you stick with the program, you can't get hurt. And with a little extra kick in your stride, you could be anchoring the relay team. That's what you want, isn't it, Sanders? I really just want to let her in something before I graduate. So, do you want to get with the program? Well, I'll try anything once. All right. The power pack. <laughs> All right, what are we going to do about Walsh? Uh, well, Brandon's cool. You know, he just wants a letter, same as me. Trust that guy about as far as I can spit. So Sanders can talk to him, get him to join the program. Well, yeah, I'll talk to him. All right, you just be careful. If anybody finds out about this, we're all off the team. Probably kick that out of school. We can kiss our scholarships goodbye. Well, gentlemen, let's not get paranoid, okay? The candy man is here. At this point is when Steve takes his first dose. And he's joined the program. Yeah. Which is an interesting code phrase to use because it it does stand out but it also could easily they could be meaning just some workout program exactly it's a really specific diet program gotta give them credit for that they had a good code phrase they had a good code phrase and they actually had a pretty good way of hiding it out like they kept it on the down low pretty good seems like they did until brandon walsh happened until brandon walsh happened So back at the Walsh house, Brenda is freaking out to Donna. She's afraid to tell Brandon that she rear-ended somebody. And they hear him get home and Donna's like, well, maybe he won't even notice. Donna's right. He doesn't even notice. He doesn't even notice. So there's a little scratch in the front bumper, but he didn't even see that. He just comes in and he's telling her how proud he is of her that you you brought it back in one piece. Nice job. it's It's all in one piece. You did a good job. So he's so, like praising her for, yeah. for driving. And so she decides at that point, I'm just not going to tell him. Because how are you going to go from, oh yeah, you brought it all back in one piece to, well... I did hit somebody. I did hit somebody. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Who's going to come clean about that at that moment? Nobody. Nobody. I don't blame Brenda. You're fine, Brenda. Nobody would have been like, except Brandon, mm-hmm, I did hit somebody. No. Don't worry about it. I mean, for goodness sakes, Brandon took his car to a rave <laughs> and got it stripped and vandalized and was trying to see if he could get away with not telling anybody. Yeah. Brandon left his car in the middle of the road 10 minutes after he bought it and wasn't going to tell anybody. Brandon drove drunk and crashed Mondale. Ended up in jail. Yes. I don't think Brandon has any right to criticize Brenda's no. driving. I really don't think he does. No. He's being a bit of a jerk. A little bit. About criticizing Brenda's driving. But... It's siblings. It's siblings. You do that. I get it. Yeah. But still. So then we go over to the peach pit. Steve and Brandon are talking about the track team. And Brandon's feeling bad because he took Steve's spot. But he's also just like, you know, I'm sorry. I can't help it. That's what Coach did. Yeah. You know, I just wanted to try it. I wanted to do something. It's not like I asked to steal your spot. Exactly. 
Steve is starting to get a bit of a personality change already. A little bit. Hey, get real. Nobody from West Beverly is going to make the state finals. <laughs> what about Cam? Ah, he's a long shot, but maybe. I just wish I knew what it was about me that gets him so jacked. Well, that's what you get for being a reporter. Yeah, but I'm not anymore. I'm right there in the trenches with the rest of the team. Give it time. You just got to get with the program. I'm trying, but you saw what happened today in the weight room. I make one little joke about anabolic steroids, and Cahill and Miller shooting me the big stink eye. It's because steroids are something you should never joke about. Why not? I mean, unless, unless you get tweaked on the stuff, what's the big deal? The big deal is that steroids are a serious business. Are you kidding? Steroids are a very dangerous business. Haven't you read any of the horror stories? Look, there's a downside to everything. If you use it in a limited way, all they do is give you a little competitive edge. Steve, don't take this the wrong way, but that's about the stupidest thing you ever said to me. They're hormones, man. They make you irrational and violent. They cause liver disease and sterility. Right, and you know all there is to know about everything, right, Brandon Walsh? It's no wonder those guys don't like you. Steve. Steve storms out. So it's already starting to affect him. Yes. Even that quickly. Yeah. Because as they, I think they talked about before, maybe they're talking about later, I don't remember, that steroids affect your emotions and can make you a little more volatile, mm-hmm. a little more aggressive. It's not like Steve is starting off as a peaceful <laughs> guy. It's not like you're going from Dylan to aggressive jock. And that's why I think, like, Kyle... We learn, which we'll talk about a little bit, we learn that he has been using, he's part mm-hmm. of the program, that he's been using steroids too. Yeah. But it doesn't seem to affect his emotions that way because he's naturally a little more even-keeled emotion kind of guy. So bringing his emotions up from there brings him to just closer to just normal An job. extrovert. An extrovert, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But Steve already tends to lean the aggressive He's already a little jerkiness. bit hot-headed. That's a nice way to say it, Hannibal. He's already a little bit hot-headed, and then you heat up hot-headed, and then you're just having a bad time. And that's where we're at with Steve. Yes. So then after the pit closes, you we see Andrea knock on the door of the pit, and Brandon peek through, and all you see is, like, his eyes just through the blinds. And then her. he, like, opens the door, like, like, hey, come on in. And he, like, quickly ushers her inside. <laughs> Thanks for coming. No problem. Are you okay? You look like you just lost your best friend. Believe me, it might come to that. Uh, you want anything? Soda? Pie? No, I'm fine. So what's going on? Suppose I came to you with an article documenting steroid use in the athletic department. Would you run it? Are you kidding? Of course I would. Do you have something you want to show me? No, no, no. It's not a story yet. It's a hunch. Does that mean you're back on the paper? Did I ever leave? <clears throat> on behalf of the editorial board, uh, you can still be on the team. Yeah, I can see it now. Excuse me, I'm writing a major expose that could potentially ruin your life. Can you pass me the baton and be my friend? <sighs> so much for being just one of the guys. Look, I know how you feel. I had to go undercover to break the story on the cafeteria food thing. So what's it like to keep secrets from your friends? I can't think of anything else in the world that can make you feel so alone. Okay, there could be so many meanings to that. There's a little bit of a double meaning there. 
There might even be a triple meaning there with Andrea. Well, because they're talking about when she was undercover... For some for, kind of a cafeteria story. Because a while back, they actually... It was actually briefly mentioned in dialogue. It was. It was, which was interesting that they brought that back. Mm -hmm. Where she it's mentioned a nice that callback. she went to undercover to you know, reveal something going wrong with the cafeteria, the lunch ladies, mm -hmm. something about the food. I don't remember exactly what. Me neither, but I do remember that this was a callback to that moment. Yes, at some point Andrea had mentioned that that was mm -hmm. a thing she did. And so part of the conversation, they're talking about when she was undercover lying to people about that. Yep. They also were kind of talking about how she's got a little bit of a secret herself with how she feels about Brandon. That mm -hmm. she's kind of keeping it under wraps still. And it's also talking about the fact that she lives out of district and she she's now moved in with her grandma, but it's also still kind of a big lie exactly. about her life and where she truly, you know, she should be living with her parents. But if she does, she's out of district. Right. And so she has to lie to a lot of people. Not everyone knows. Yeah. Her little, the little circle knows. Her tiny little circle knows. Outside that, do you think Griffin knows? No. no. They all think that she just naturally lives in district. Yeah. And even living with her grandma, it's not like they're richy rich people. Exactly. So when she says that it, it, it's a very lonely existence, basically. Keeping a secret. Keeping a secret like this. And so she's right. It is really tough on Brandon. It's understandable. Let's go ahead and take our break here because yes. we brought in some pork rinds and some M&Ms. I've been eyeballing these M&Ms for like an hour. <laughs> yeah. We have weird snacks, we know. Oh, yeah. We'll be right back, guys. All right, we are back from break. We're back. Ooh, a little Ooh. bit of a different tone to it. Throw a little dip in there. That was be fun. fun. That was fun. So we had some pork rinds and some caffeine. Yes, some more bread. Because I, Hannah's I, favorite rolls I found at Winco. They're so good, guys. They're the best wheat rolls. They're like this dark, sweet wheat roll. They're oh, so delicious. With like lots of like seeds and like grains and stuff in there. Amazing. Oh, I could just eat nothing, like bread with nothing on it for days. I love bread. Alrighty. So as before we fully get back into the episode here, if you guys know where to find us online, we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, back to the peach pit. If you are not on social media, which I totally respect that, I get it. My husband is an anti-social media person these days. I don't even hardly go on social media, so I get it. I'm not that way. <laughs> Anywho, but you can drop us an email at backtothepeachpit at gmail.com. Yippers. And if you really feel like being crazy and you want to leave us a voice message, right here in Anchor, there should be a link, I think, in the show notes. There should be. If there's not, I'll have to double check and make sure why not. But mm -hmm. anywho, Anchor should be automatically putting a link in the show notes that you guys can leave us a voice message or you can, you know, there's so many ways to contact us. Oh, yeah. We'd love to hear from you. Definitely. And even now, if you don't, we'll still be here. Yeah. Either way. Good luck getting rid of us. Because, <laughs> I mean, we're having fun. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. I'm starting to wake up. I'm starting to. Now yeah. that it's 12. It is almost noon, isn't it? It is almost noon. We started, we met at 9 o'clock this morning. <laughs> it's fine. My husband's still probably asleep. My husband's been at work since, he left the house at 7.30 this morning. I wasn't even awake then. Me either. <laughs> I saw it on the doorbell camera when I looked up and saw the notification when I woke up. I'm like, oh look, he left early. Oh look. <sighs> 
<laughs> All right, so we come back into the show here before we completely lose our course <laughs> and forget what we're talking about. <laughs> and Burke, I figured I don't... I wrote down the name Burke. Burke I, is kind of the main one of the jocks. Is he the blonde dude or the brunette dude? He's the tall brunette dude. The tall brunette dude is Who, Burke. Who's He's kind of the leader of the pack. Yes. Yeah. He's sort of the ringleader kind of running the whole, like, the program. Yeah. Keeping track of everything. So he talks to Steve in the locker room, and they decide to keep the program a secret from Brandon. He's kind of glad that he didn't tell Brandon yet. Yeah. Because clearly, he was kind of testing Brandon's reaction, and... Obviously, it wasn't the one he wanted. Exactly. So the guys are all working out, and then Brandon is, okay, earlier when Andrea told him, you're a good investigative reporter. No, no he's, he's not. not. He is not, Andrea. He is, a, he is a good reporter. He's not a good investigative reporter. No. He cannot be secretive. No. So he's trying to, he's like, like oh, hint around. Man. I wish there was a way that I could kick this into high gear. Well, because he was doing, like, bench press, and Kyle was actually um, spotting him. And so Kyle helped him, and he was supposed to do ten reps of his bench press, but he only got through six and was, like, struggling on six. Yeah. And so then he sits up like, oh, man, I wish I could kick it into high gear. And so then he could do I wish all there ten. Was, I wish there was something that could help me, you know, improve my performance. And he's, I'm sorry, Brandon Walsh. He's so obviously hinting, like, does You're anybody have some steroids? It's like, he might as well have just asked the room. Right? He was <laughs> basically asking the room. And then everyone's just kind of like, the, the program kids are all kind of just watching him, like. And then the Burke guy's like, no, there's no shortcuts here. And I was actually, like, impressed with Burke's level of sneakiness. He's a really good liar. He's a really good liar for sure. Because he just unblinkingly is like, nah, there's no way to do that. You just got to get it through hard work yep. like we do. And he tells the other guy, what do I always say? Like, no pain, no gain. Yep, you just got to work hard. And so they did a good job of covering, but mm. Brandon did a really bad job of asking. So now they kind of understand he suspects something. Mm -hmm. He's still acting like a reporter. Yep. And so it's like, there's, there's yeah. a wolf in sheep's clothes here. Yes, and they can tell, mm -hmm. and they're not happy about it. So back at the Walsh house, the family is all hanging out in the kitchen and just kind of like we see the Walshes do, mm -hmm. helping, it looks like maybe cleaning up after dinner kind of thing. They're all just, they're not in the dining room, they're in the kitchen they're itself. They're in the kitchen. Which I love. And the phone rings. It's the lady from the accident. Apparently, she's in a lot more pain. Yes. She's claiming she had a very serious case of whiplash. Because whiplash can come in late. As Which Jen... is true. It's true. It's true. But mm, not this level of severity for mm. that minor of an accident. No. But she wants to settle privately. She wants to keep insurance out of this. Whereas Jim is obviously going, um, no. And also, when did this happen? Yeah. Because they don't even know that there was an accident yet. So now they're talking to Brenda, and they're not thrilled, obviously. And the phone rings again. But this time it's for Brandon. And at first we don't find out. So we just kind of leave Jim and Cindy lecturing Brenda. Yes. And we see Brandon on the phone, and he's just like, okay. Yeah, where do you want to meet? Yeah, where do you want to meet? Okay, I'll be right there. And he's like, you're like, what in the what world? What's going on with Brandon? It's Kyle. He wants to come clean. Yeah. Well, let's walk. It's freezing. Sure. Oh, we'd be in 
it's so secretive. Believe me, Brandon, I don't like keeping secrets. It's kind of why I'm here. I heard what you were asking about today in the waiver. About improving your performance and stuff. Yeah? I know what you were getting at. You want to know where you could score some steroids, right? Yeah. Come on, Brandon, you don't really want to get into that stuff, do you? Man, just want a little competitive edge. No, what you're really doing is an article for the Blaze, right? How'd you figure that out? I'm pretty good at reading people, especially when I got a secret to hide. So what are you saying to me? You telling me that no one on the track team is doing steroids? No, man, I'm telling you a lot of people are taking them. Things are getting out of control. It's got to stop before someone gets hurt. So you want to talk to me about it? Brandon, I'm not going to name names. And you got to keep my name out of it, too. No one will ever know what we talk. They'll give you my word on that. Okay. What do you want to know? Um, how about everything? How about tell me all the details? Let's sit down and have tea. But I do love that Kyle confronts Brandon's basically saying, I, I can read you. I figured out pretty quickly that you were on new things. Yeah. Well, everybody did. Everybody did. Brandon was pretty easy to read at that point. Oh, yeah. But also, nobody is better at spotting someone keeping a secret than someone who is keeping a secret themselves. Yeah. And Kyle's got a pretty big secret, as we've discussed, that he is keeping. Yeah, he's got a pretty big secret having to do with some closet doors. <laughs> yeah, they are shut at this point. They are shut tight. So he understands what's going on. He understands that a secret yeah. needs to be kept. And also, he really wants to make sure that his name, he's not the one who Yeah. everyone thinks is the one who turned... Ratted them all out. Ratted them all out. Yeah. And I love that Brandon immediately seems to be like, yeah, absolutely. I'll leave your name out of it. Yeah. Just tell me what... Tell me the details. I don't need games. Yep. So then we go to school the next day, and Steve is overly emotionally apologizing to Brandon for what happened at the Peach Pit, the conversation there. He's, like, really emotional about it. It's like going from the severe, aggressive, down to, like, the highs and lows are very extreme mm -hmm. right now. Because his body's still getting used to yeah. the things he's taking. Oh, I don't know. Maybe because you're taking hormones? Yeah. Not good for you, buddy. Not good. And then Brandon tells Andrea that he's having second thoughts on the article and he's worried that his friend is going to get busted for this. And I thought it was really nice. Andrea, obviously because she loves him to pieces, but also obviously. just because she cares about the integrity of the paper and the story. She offers to be the point person on the story and keep Brandon's name completely out of it. So it's Andrea writing the story and yes. not Brandon. So that way it, it helps Brandon stay a little more... Removed. Yeah, just a little bit. A little, a little step bit. removed so that way he's not under fire. Yeah. And then Brandon decides to try to help his buddy out. I was beginning to give up on you, man. I hope you ate your weeds because Chapman's timing the sprinters. Look, you didn't hear from me, but the place is publishing an article about steroid use in the athletic department. Oh my god! Got boys in your locker. I suggest you ditch him real quick. Man, I don't believe it. Just do it, Steve. So yeah, Brandon's just trying to help Steve, trying to be like, if you have it in your locker, get rid of them now. And honestly, it's not the same warning that everyone's going to get. Right after the clip, Steve kind of catches eyes with Burke, as we talked about earlier, kind of the ringleader mm -hmm. of the program. And I think Burke heard what Brandon said. I, I don't think he heard, honestly. But he saw the look on Steve's face. Yeah, I think he just had that like... Something's going on. Something's going on. Are you telling on us? I think he was more worried that Steve was ratting on them. Yes, because he was talking separately with Brandon. Mm -hmm. And so Brandon leaves, and then the next scene we see is the coach and Andrea standing in front of the team. 
And the coach is saying that he would drug test all of them if he had the resources. But they're a school. It's in Beverly Hills. He He has the resources. But it's also an expensive process. And he'd have to reason that with the school board. And I think part of him doesn't want to actually okay, I can call people that. out. Because then he can't put still keep them on the team. True. And if he did go to the school board, you know, they probably would just shut down the whole program. They would shut down... Not just the program in quotes. They but would like, shut down the track team. The track team. And they probably would remove Chapman from his position. Probably, because they would blame him. Okay, so I can see There's that. There's a lot of steps Thank you for helping happen. me make sense of that. Yes. I couldn't understand why he was saying if we had the resources. I'm like, I'm sorry, I think what? It, that was his excuse to the boys, but I think it's more Got about it. the all the other things that come with that process. Yeah. And then after he basically tells them there's not going to be any more practices, we are going to cancel all practices. I'll cut the whole season. Yeah, I'll cut the whole season if I have to until people come clean and tell me who's doing this. You know who you are. And then some of the guys confront Steve. Now until the rest of you who are using it, and you know who you are, until you come forward to stop this recklessness, There will be no practice today, or tomorrow, or the day after that. And if we have to forfeit the whole season, so be it. I will be in my office the rest of the day. You're a dead man, Sanders. Wasn't me. Prove it. You prove it. Hey, both of you, shut up, okay? But Chapman's not going to forfeit a whole season trying to prove a point he can't prove, so as long as we keep cool, we got nothing to worry about. Or do we? No. I hope you're telling the truth. Tell your friend Walsh, you better watch his back. Yeah. Big oof. Big, big, big oofs going on there. So they genuinely think Steve is the one who ratted them out. Mm-hmm. And the camera kind of does show Kyle standing off to the side with the group. Almost that face like, oh no, am I going to let him take the fall for me? Yeah. And then we switch over and we see Brenda and Dylan taking the accident lady flowers. Her name is Rosemary. Rosemary, yes. Yes. She's in a neck brace. As soon as I saw her in a neck brace, yeah. I knew that... She's faking some, it. She's faking it so bad. For sure. So the beginning of this clip is them at Rosemary's, and then it transitions into Brenda and Jim. Oh, goodness, Brenda and Jim. I feel so awful. I know you do, sweetie. Um... Can I get your gift anything? Um, fine, thanks. No, we just came to drop these off and see if there's anything that we can do for you. Well, that depends on how much influence you have with your father. What do you mean? Well, with the lawsuit pending, I've been advised not to say anything. Lawsuit? What lawsuit? Don't worry about it. It sounds worse than it is. Although, with the insurance companies involved, I don't know how that's going to affect your driving record. What are you talking about? I'm sorry, Brenda, I shouldn't be saying anything. Rosemary, please, you've got to tell me what's going on. When I called your father, I I was hoping that we could solve this privately with a modest amount that would basically pay for my physical therapy and a small amount for my pain and suffering. Well, he should pay you. I mean, he knows the accident was my fault. Well, I would have thought that, but... He insists on going through his insurance company, and that really doesn't leave me with any choice but to... Oh. You okay? It's it's just a small spasm. It'll pass. Oh. I've got to talk to my dad. Brenda, I don't want you to get into any trouble on my account. No, it's okay. Look, my dad and I are very close, and once he knows the facts, you'll see what a different person he'll become. I can't believe that you are standing up for a woman 
who is threatening to bring a one mega dollar claim against us. That's highway robbery. I can't believe that you would use the insurance company to get out of paying what we owe her. <laughs> Brad, no, that is not the way the insurance companies work. Oh, that's right, Dad. They just rip off poor defenseless women who they won't even insure in the first place. Is that what she told you? Because that's absolutely ridiculous. God bless you. Thank you. You know, Dad, you taught us to be compassionate, to tell the truth, and take responsibility for our actions. If you want to take responsibility for something, let's remember who hit what car and then kept it a secret from the rest of the family. Let's take responsibility for that. When are you going to understand that there are just some things that you don't have the experience to handle yet? You mean like drive? Oh, honey. God bless you! Thank you! I love that. So real quick, let's talk about that for a moment. For some reason, there was like three or four points of this episode where Jim, they kind of... Jim has a cold or something? And like earlier on in one of the previous clips, like at the I, end I of it... I clipped part of it out because I'm just like... Ugh. Yeah, when we had that little fade in the middle, it's because we cut out Jim just sneezing. For, I don't know why. Why, why did they suddenly bring in these little moments like this? I, mean, I don't even know. It's Maybe very it's to real. Make it, I think that's what it is, to make it feel more real. Yeah, where it's like... Colds happen, and you still gotta <laughs> deal with life, I guess. But it's just so funny. <laughs> he sneezes in the middle of their fight, and she... God bless, God bless you. you! Thank, Thank you! you. <laughs> They're so aggressive about it. I loved... I also loved earlier on when they were at Rosemary's, mm -hmm. and Dylan's, you okay? It was just you such can a look hear like, how much really... He's lo literally looking at her as they're sitting on her couch, and she's mm -hmm. like in her little neck brace and talking about this with Brenda... Dylan is watching this lady going... He, he has suspects a, her. He suspects her, mm -hmm. and he does not believe a word she is saying. Oh, of course. It's just a modest amount. A million dollars. A million dollars. In 1992, for, not a modest amount. For a rear ending? A very, very small rear ending? Yeah. Not that oh, I'm bad. sorry. Where there was zero damage to your car? Zero damage to your car, and apparently just a very severe case of whiplash. Yeah, just right. whiplash. What? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Jim has every right to be upset. But Absolutely. this whole time when Jim and Brenda are yelling at each other in the living and room. <laughs> Brandon comes like down the stairs because I think he's getting ready for work. Yeah. And he, he comes, comes home. Or, no, he, I think he comes in the front door. I don't know. He comes across them and kind of sneaks back behind them like. And then he goes into the kitchen and Cindy and Dylan, they're sitting at the dining room table and they have mugs of either coffee or tea or I something. I like to pretend it's tea because they're sitting there listening to the tea. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> You're so such a goof. Thank you. <laughs> but You're so welcome. I was just really amused. And then Brandon walks in and is like, you guys sitting this one out? And they're both like, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't blame them one bit. But I just loved Dylan just sitting there chilling with Cindy. Yep. Nobody else, just chilling just with Cindy. Mama Cindy, having a grand old time. <laughs> oh my gosh, waiting for their significant others to be done yelling at each other. Yep. So you were right, Brandon was leaving for work because he gets to work in the next scene. Yes. And he's about ready to come into the back door at work and Kelly is coming out and she has two dessert boxes. Uh oh, sweet tooth time at the Taylor house, huh? Yeah, it's true. My mom's been on a rampage lately. Well, enjoy while it lasts. And that leads into Brandon going inside and in the shadows of the back room. Steve is hiding out there waiting for him. Yeah, which makes me wonder. So Kelly, she's close enough to Nat. Now she just comes in the back door to pick up her order. Yeah. And her mom's on a rampage of some kind and needs sweets. Major sweet tooth happening. Which, I mean, I get it. And so she's doing that and Steve was hiding in the shadows 
by the fridge I wonder, in the back room. Did they come together? I, I don't, don't think so. I don't think she knew Steve was there. No, I don't think so. But I that get also that feeling. means Nat had to know that both of them were there. I think he knew that obviously he knew Kelly was there, but I don't know if he knew that that Steve was there. But the they yell s- pretty loudly, and I don't think they he would just. I don't think. I think he if he hears in. Brandon handling things, he just would ignore it. And also maybe the the jukebox and everything is so loud out in the pit, you can't hear what's going on in the kitchen. Possibly. My opinion, I think Steve was hiding back there, and no one knew he was there. So he was back there creepily hiding in the shadows, while Kelly came and got her desserts for I, her mom. See, I disagree. I think that Steve would have let Nat know, saying like, hey, I just need to talk to Brandon. Mind if I hang out in the back with him real quick? Yeah. I can see both ways. Yeah. I, I don't think Steve was in a right mindset to be that mm. respectful and polite. That's fair. He That's does fair. have a drug coursing through his body still. That's true. I guess we won't know. We but... won't know. It's kind of like the cake. Was it poisoned or not? Who knows? Either we never way, know. He's hiding out in the shadows. Being very weird. Yeah. And then they have a confrontation. Brent. Steve, what are you doing here in the peach pit? We gotta talk. It's just not a good time. Man, time is running out for both of us. I don't know about you, but I don't want to get my face kicked in. By who? Miller? Bert? You never stop being a reporter, do you? When you told everyone you quit the blaze, that was just a bunch of bull, huh? No, Steve, that was the truth. I wanted to be on the track team more than anything, but when I started seeing my best friend's personality starting to change right before my eyes, I thought maybe he'd gotten into something he didn't understand. So I asked a few questions, and hey, Mom, look at what I found. How deep are you into it? I just started a cycle. It's no biggie. But when I read the pamphlet the coach handed out, I decided it definitely wasn't worth it. I tried to tell you that. I know, and I appreciate that. Well, what I have to do now is prove that I'm not the guy who bled. That's not going to be easy, Steve. Well, sure it is. All we have to do is get Andre to write something that says, I'm not the guy she talked to. It won't work. <laughs> Come on, of course it's going to work. She's in love with you, man. She'll do anything you ask her to do. Except compromise the identity of a news source. Well, this isn't compromising anything. I can't do it, Steve. I'm sorry. Well, then when you get right down to it, what you're saying is that protecting a news source is more important to you than protecting your best friend. No, I'm saying that I gave this guy my word. I can't go back on that now. Thanks a lot, Brandon. Steve. That's it. From here on in, for now and forever, you're on your own. We ordered the con and they gave us poison berry. First of all, Steve just flat out says, she's in love with you. And Brandon, what does he do? Doesn't even acknowledge it. Nope. Do you know why? Because he knows it. And he just kind of would rather pretend to not know. I think, see, to me it seemed more like he just needed to address the situation at hand rather than focus on that for a moment. there wasn't even a momentary look on his face like, wait, what? Okay, moving on. It was just like as if it didn't even happen. It was like this. Literal geniuses. They're like Eureka Montana. And he just is... He just acted like it didn't even happen. We heard Abigail say that. But yeah. we're so used to Abigail being Abigail, it just didn't phase us. See, I wonder if this, if maybe he just doesn't believe it. I don't know. Maybe he just, it's one of those things that Steve always assumes that any girl and guy that are friends mm. are 
have to be in love with each other, have to be obsessed with each other, have to be in a relationship. That's I, kind of how Steve. I don't know. Is. I really think that Brandon knows, and he just kind of is so used to like, eh, she loves me, cool. He lets it fluff I don't, his that ego. Doesn't seem like Brandon though. It doesn't, but it also kind of does. He just—it's almost like if I just don't deal with it, It'll then just go away. I don't have to deal with it. Then he just act like he doesn't know. But I think he knows, and he just ignores it and keeps carrying on. Anywho. Although then again, they have had times where Andrea and Brandon have had conversations acknowledging it. Remember back when he was with Emily? Yeah. And they had that conversation. He where knows. She was like, yeah, he knows. He knows. Yeah. And and so he he cares about her friendship, but he's like, oh well, she loves me, and I'm just gonna. Well, because she's also that. made points to say that she'll get over it eventually. Mm-hmm. But so things like this, when Steve says it, it's just like, it's a reminder to us as the audience that that's still a thing. That's still presence. That's still potentially going to come back up At later down point. the road. But Steve loses it. He shoves Brandon up against yeah. like a refrigerator or something. Like, like you hear that big it. thunk right in the middle? That was Steve. Brandon hitting. Yeah, a shoving Brandon. Yeah. And Kelly witnessed all of it. Yes. So Kelly got the wrong dessert, which is why I pulled that other clip too. Yes. To understand. One of the reasons. One of the reasons. We'll talk in future weeks too about mini stuff, but. What? So (laughs) Kelly had come back in because she got the wrong kind of pie. She witnessed all of this. So she's standing there holding pie in shock as Steve talks about steroid use. And then they get into a physical altercation. Yep. And Steve basically saying he's ending their friendship. Yeah. That's a lot Hmm. to witness. So the next day at school, we see Steve begging Andrea to just write something in the paper when you post this article saying, because the article hasn't come out yet. Yeah. Chapman has asked her to hold off on putting it out yet until he can kind of get to the bottom of things. Yes, so that way he's not sitting there being completely shocked by it. Exactly. They can end the article with saying, but the situation's been resolved. Exactly, because if she puts it out without it being resolved, he could lose his job before he can have a chance to resolve it. The track team kids could get expelled. So he wants to just be able to handle it on his own. And so Andrea's like holding off on it. But Steve's begging her, make sure to say in there that Steve did not give me the information. She's like, I can't do that. Because the only way to reasonably put that in an article and clear his name is to reveal who the actual source mm-hmm. is. And she won't like, do well, that. Like, well, if it wasn't Steve, then who was it? But he's freaking out, of course, because he's Steve for one, and he's... Drugged. Drugged for two. Yeah. And so Bra- this is, like, in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Like, with all kinds of students milling about, Brandon, like, sees this and kind of turns around from it because he's like, I'm yeah. not dealing with that. And then we turn over and we see in the hallway Dylan and Brenda talking about Rosemary. Friend, your father was very explicit. No more contact with Rosemary. You know, that's easy for him to say. He's not the one who caused her to be immobilized. All right, fine. You want to go, you go. I am not going to be an accomplice. Fine, be absurd. Don't drive me. I'll take the bus. Bren, Bren. 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 Just the teeth gritting frustration of Dylan McKay right there. Just going... Dude, Bryn, Babe. he's just so done with her oh my and God. her shenanigans. And I don't blame him, but at the I don't same either. time, what's he going to do? Tell her, I think she may be lying. Yeah. No, that's because then Brenda's not going to believe that. She's going to be even more upset. That's okay. Brenda finds this out on her own. Yes. She takes the bus. She shows up at Rosemary's house and rings the doorbell. And the music's no really loud inside. 
Yeah. There's no she's... answer. So she's like, that's really weird. That music is really loud. And Rosemary has this big front window. So she steps over in front of the window just to kind of look in like, is she okay? And she's doing like exercise aerobics. Looks like jazzercise. Jazzercise. I don't know if it was called jazzercise no at this point brace. or not. No neck brace. Nope. Just totally arms swinging back and forth and... And then she catches Brenda's eye looking out the window. And Brenda's looking at her like, oh, really? Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah, my daughter actually saw her aerobicizing in front of the TV. Oh, thanks for everything, Artie. Oh, yeah, drinking lots of tea and all that, you know. Uh, thanks again. Bye. <clears throat> Turns out this poor defenseless woman is a scam artist. She's claimed 14 accidents in the last three years. That's why she wouldn't go through my insurance company. Wow. Yeah, she's even been convicted of backing into another car to initiate a phony claim. Well, then she might have caused the accident, not me. She probably did. Well, then I'm not a bad driver. I'm a good driver. Which there's no reason in the world why I shouldn't just get out there and start driving again. Well, with your permission, of course. Alright, I have been a driver for nearly 30 years now. And I have not had 14 incidences 14 accidents i'm not, i'm i'm kind of even just incidences anything that caused me to get a ticket or an accident or anything like that. i haven't even I, I think i've had in my entire driving career of 30 years counting ones that were not not my fault at all but if i was behind the wheel five yeah four or five i i can't remember i've lost track i've never been in an accident and i've only been pulled over once and that was because I had expired tags on my car. Yeah. But she's claimed 14 accidents in the last three years. I'm sorry, that's excessive. That's excessive and fraud. I can see why she doesn't want to go through the insurance. I can see why. Because if she goes through insurance, well, she's probably not insured. No. They probably, nobody will probably insure her. That is why. Earlier when she was, Brenda was like, the insurance companies won't even insure her. There's a reason, honey. It's because it, she's a scam artist. There's no reason an insurance company won't insure you unless you, A, don't pay, or B, you're a scam artist. Yeah. Anywho, so that was nice to see that... The resolve of that. The resolve of that. The resolution happened, and, of course, we got that lovely little moment of Jim sneezing again and talking about his cold. Yes, and then later in the same scene, Brenda suddenly sneezes. Yes, apparently she caught his cold. Apparently. I just, it's just odd. It's funny, know. but it, odd. It seemed out of place in this episode. It really, really did. There was enough going on that then bringing attention to a small thing like that seemed odd. It'd yes. It'd be like if we suddenly had a whole episode where there was all this happening and Cindy was just, like, mentioning how she was going shopping for new outfits or something. It's like, why? Why? What? Why do we need to bring this up? That's why a is... weird thing to bring up. That's a weird thing to intentionally put in an episode. Agreed. Weird. So at the school, Coach is there telling everybody he's canceled practice again, and the guys are mad that he's actually following through. I think they really thought that he wasn't going to follow through. Yeah. That he would cancel, like, maybe one practice and then be like, oh, okay, Although, it's water under the bridge. It is Chapman. He's a little bit flaky on this kind of thing. This is the same Touché. guy who suspended Steve after the whole thing with Chucky. That's right. And kicked he, Steve out of the dance. He had to. That was he, he was to. following rules. Absolutely. Which means that they should expect that he would follow the rules and keep practices canceled. They're all also not in their right minds. Valid point. Valid point. Mm. But they have a plan so that they don't all get in trouble. They want to make Steve take the fall for all of it and say it was just him. Shane, you want me to take the fall? Yeah, somebody's got to do it. 
Gemin isn't going to punish you, and neither will we. Hey, look, one way or another, you can take a fall, Sam. Oh, hey, oh, yeah, there's no way. Hey, hey! hey. Get rid of the bark. But I'm warning you, bark, man, leave him alone, all right? Stay out of it, Connor. No, I mean it, man. I crashed. I'm the one who told Brent. It's me, guys. I'm the one you want to kill. Don't blow this, Kyle. I can't keep living a lie, man. Neither can you. Ooh. Yeah. So Kyle stepped up to defend Steve. Yeah, but also Brandon was there a part of it. He's, he walked up and heard all this happening. Yeah, he walked around the corner. And he was trying to yell, hey, you know, trying to stop it. So even after Steve treated him so poorly, he still has Steve's back. Are we expecting anything different from Brandon? No. No. But and so I love that Kyle did the right thing. He came clean to the other guys. Mm -hmm. And I think by real when they realized that it wasn't their newbie... Steve, who ratted them out. It, it was their was... buddy that they've been with in multiple sporting seasons. Exactly. And who has been doing the program with mm -hmm. them from the start. Because it kind of like, it seemed like it was like this four group of guys, maybe a fifth one that was kind of there for a couple of yeah. scenes. But it mostly was this pack that all agreed together. Yeah. And so to realize that it was one of their own that turned them all in. Yep. Then I think that's what made them realize... We can't keep going with this. Exactly. Which was, I. it was the right thing to happen. Yeah. So then over at the Peach Pit, Steve is there with Brandon and the whole group. Well, mm -hmm. actually, no. Steve and Kelly are there with Brandon. Yes. And they're talking about what all happened. And the fact that the guys ended up getting called into Chapman's office. They shut the door and they were in there for 45 minutes. Yeah. But somehow Steve came away without getting in trouble. I think because yeah. he was it was very clear like he got roped into this at the last minute. Yeah. He wasn't really part think, of the crowd. Did he even go in there with them? I don't know. I think he's I thought he said in the scene at the Peach Pit that he didn't have to go into the office with them. That they just Probably went not. they took the fall as the ones starting the program. Yeah. So things are getting Taken care of and Things resolved. Taken care of. And they're talking about the guy's punishments mm -hmm. and the fact that they're not going to get expelled from school. They are, I think they're kicked off the team. I think they're kicked off the team for a season. And Brandon says something about that the, the track team is not going to be anything to write home about this year. Yeah, let's just say they're not going to be. They're not going to be doing so well. No. Which is fine. Don't it means expect that much from them. That's how he phrased it. Thank yeah. you. Don't, Don't expect much from the track team this year. And so as they're just finishing up talking about this, Kelly's getting ready to leave, but then Brenda and Dylan walk in and it's so hilarious funny. way to end the episode. Wait a minute, don't leave. We have an announcement to make. Uh-oh. Tell them. Today was a history-making event. Brenda Walsh drove her first Porsche. Look out. Surrender Dorothy. Thank you. So in order to celebrate, I would like the keys so I can take Donna and David to the movies. My keys? Yes, please. To my car? Yes. I got a really bad feeling about this one. <laughs> <sighs> Dee, can you give me a ride home? Sure. Let's not forget what happened last time now, okay? <laughs> So, did you grind the gears? Every time. I had a feeling.
when Brenda walks in and demands the keys and says, I would like the keys so I can take Don and David <laughs> to the movies, she puts out her hand and that like, um, keys please. And then Brandon has this face like, wait, you're serious. You're really asking me for the keys right now. And so he pulls him out and he starts to hand him to her, but he kind of like snatches him back. That fake out that thing. That fake out thing. And he does that twice before he finally puts them in her hand. And then she goes and they hear this big old crash. Yep. They think, obviously, the whole group right there thinks that Brenda has just completely crashed the Mustang. And, and so, so they, they all go running out back. Running. And they all like fly out the back door. Turns out it's just the garbage truck. <laughs> it's just the garbage truck dumping a dumpster into the truck and she's driving around like on the other side like basically from behind yeah. the trash truck and so she's just waving doesn't even realize bye, there's anything wrong bye. bye and they're like waving by like ha huh, we're not having a heart attack or anything it's fine it's fine no big deal but that's how we end the episode yep before we get on to ratings and stuff, I do want to mention one thing. Mm -hmm. I am going to take pictures of that moment of Brenda because it was just hilarious. But we are not going to be putting that on the blog because this is our way of letting you guys know. We're going to take a break for a blog for a while because, A, it's just Hannah's it's life is lot. getting a little much. And so doing that in addition to all of her other life stuff is just too much. And, B, I don't want to take it over because I'm already doing all the other editing and stuff. Right. And see, in all honesty, no. I don't. I don't think everybody's interacting with it. I don't think so. I don't think we've so had much. I'm with okay it. with just. If you end up missing the blog, let us know, and we'll look at reincorporating that again. Yes, but for now, we're taking a break from the blog. Yep. So if you are listening to this and you're like, "Oh, I go and check the blog every week," sorry, not sorry, guys. It's still going to be there. We're just not going to be adding to it for the time being. Yes. That may change in the future. Correct. But I want to put a picture of Brenda just, like, with the keys. Uh-huh. Like, holding out the key, her hand for the keys waiting on the socials. Yes. So those kind of things we'll be putting on socials instead. Yes. And primarily, if there's something with a picture, we'll be putting it on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Not Twitter. Not Twitter. Because Twitter's not really the picture place. It's a little bit of a different platform, so... For sure. It doesn't pop up the same way. So now that we got that out of the way, we will be sharing pictures of that moment because it was just so hilarious. So good. Miss Hannibal, what did you think of this episode? Ratings, review. I really, I enjoyed this one. I enjoyed how they were able to handle this very serious topic that a lot of athletes mm -hmm. face, both the peer pressure surrounding steroids and just the actual how steroids can affect you. Yeah. And I mean, we saw that in Steve's behavior and they handled it in a very graceful way that I felt like wasn't shaming mm -hmm. that situation or the desire to improve because that's really where most of the time people end up doing steroids is because yeah. they just want to improve as an athlete. They want that competitive edge. They want that competitive edge. They roll want to be credits. able to, yeah, roll credits. <laughs> and so they just want to be able to compete at a higher level. So they, the only way that they think of to be able to jump to that higher level without the tons and tons of work is steroid use. But they do present it in a very graceful way that I feel like doesn't shame the people who maybe have faced that before. Yeah, it helps the, helps people, maybe viewers who watch this episode or watched it back in the day, who might have been tempted to go down that path or who did go down that path to go, I'm not the only one. And, and it's... Understand the dangers around it. Yeah, I understand why people got into that, but I also need to understand that it's not worth it. Right. 
So, but I also didn't rate this one super high just because it was a lot of dude jock environment, which... <laughs> not your vibe. Not my vibe. I'm much more about the goofy theater nerds and... The artsy-fartsy stuff. The yep. artsy-fartsy stuff. That's much more my thing. Mm -hmm. So having a whole episode kind of surrounding jock environment was a little bit off for me. Yeah. So I gave this one a seven. Um, for me, mm -hmm. I liked the episode. I thought it was neat, but it also very much felt like it could have been a standalone episode, almost. Yeah. There was nothing in this story that was driving the overall arching storyline further along. It was a filler episode. Yes. We all know I'm not a big fan of the filler episodes. Yeah. In general, it was well acted. It was, it was great. pretty well written, but it was kind of like, eh, take it or leave it. Yeah. You now, didn't really see much of the group. Yeah. The next few weeks, the episodes are, the storylines are much more going to be driving mm -hmm. the overall arching storyline of the season. Yeah. Filler episodes, not my jive. No. I gave it a 6.5. All right. So gotcha. I went down a little bit. Again, just because the fact that it was like, blah. Yeah. yeah. But you got to have these episodes here and there you throughout. Kind of give people a break from the overarching plot. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it wasn't a bad episode. It wasn't bad. It was just blah. It was meh. Meh. So, all right. Are you ready for a teaser for next week's episode? I am. So next week, episode 21 of season two, everybody's talking about it. Okay. You would have told me 10 years ago that I would be in my living room arguing about condoms in front of my kids. I would have said you were nuts. I remember when the big controversy at the PTA was over where they were going to hold the next holiday bake sale. Uh, I thought David's dad was going to knock out that Sloan guy. Yeah, well, he would have deserved it. Hey, I know Bill Sloan from racquetball. He's a good guy and he's a very caring father. Well, if you're so worried about his son getting his hands on a condom, why doesn't he just have a little talk with him? Honey, it's hard for some people to talk with their kids about sex. It wasn't hard for you guys. Speak for yourself, bro. No, I'm serious. Remember the time Cheryl came out from Minnesota and we... <laughs> well, maybe... <sighs> Well, personally, I think it's getting a lot easier with all the media exposure and everything. Well, that's true. I mean, ever since Magic Johnson announced that he was HIV positive, it seems like all you hear about is condoms and safer sex. And abstinence. Right. Hey, before you know it, frank discussions of sexuality may be so common that we don't even think twice about it. Well, as you say, it's a new world. How weird is that to hear in 2021? That's so why I had to pull that clip. Yeah, someday conversations about this are going to be just so normal. And I'm like... You mean like today? You mean like now? Cindy yeah. Walsh predicting the future. Look at Cindy. But I feel like that was a lot jammed into that clip. There was. I can't wait to David's, watch this with you. David's dad was going to fight a guy? They're talking about condoms? Oh, this is going to be in a... PTA meeting at the Walsh house. Oh, goodness. This is going to be interesting. It really is. It's going to be fun. Everybody's talking about it. Right here next week on... Back, Back to, to the, the Peach Pit. Pit. Thanks to Pixabay.com for their royalty-free music where we found our theme song by the Caffeine Creek Band. <laughs>